We are so honored that you would take the time out of your week to listen to this week's message. We pray that you find it helpful and life-giving. If you would like more information on Hope Church, you can check us out at www.hopedelmarva.com. That's D-E-L-M-A-R-V-A dot com. Thanks for listening. Amen. Amen, church. Amen. Listen, I am so excited to be in Grace Bomb Week 2. Week 2. This is amazing. First, I want to give honor to God. He is so good and he's so faithful. And we had an amazing, amazing week. I got to kind of recover a little bit from kids camp because, man, it's all the way live with 120 kids at kids camp, okay? Like, it's all the way turned up. Um, And I'm getting ready to go into Amplify Camp. So we, Ignite was last week, and now we have high school and middle school camps. And I'm just jazzed because I love, love, love helping people encounter Jesus. And God does it all. It is all him, and this is his church. And I want to honor our partners. Guys, we have so many amazing people who help make Hope Church happen, not only on Sunday, but every day of the week. People have given their lives and their gas (laughs) and their time to come and make things happen. This past Saturday, a team served at our offices. We have a warehouse space over there, and somebody, Alfie, gathered a team, and they all came and helped us build out more space because we need more space which is a good thing. (laughs) It was a very good thing. So um, I just want to take a minute and honor our partners. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do. If this is your first time here, welcome, welcome guests. Welcome everybody. We're so glad you're here. This is going to be an amazing time. My name is Emma Adams. I'm the lead pastor of Hope Church. And I'm so honored to have that role. And God has been so faithful. I also want to honor the other churches. There are so many amazing churches in our area that do such good work. And I'm so grateful to be in their number. So I just just ask God to just bless them and pour out his spirit on them everywhere in our community. From Stein Highway Church of God to Restoration Community Church and every church in our area. I also am so grateful for this school and for their continued partnership with us and allowing us to gather and to meet even in the cafeteria while they renovate, which is going to be so cool when we get back over to the auditorium. It's going to be rocking. I'm ready. I'm so ready for that. So listen, last week we talked about Grace Bomb for the first time. And we talked about how we are to load, listen, and then let her go. Load, listen, and let her go. Remember our verse from last week was Ephesians 2.10. And it says this, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. In other words, grace-built people, grace-bomb people. Grace-built people, grace-bomb people. So today, we look to Jesus, who was the master bomber, right? I mean, the master bomber. He had this thing down. And he gives us the ultimate example of loving our neighbors and following the same pattern of load, listen, and let her go. Load, listen, and let her go. The first thing I want you to understand today is that Jesus loaded. He loaded. So practically speaking, for the Grace Bomb series, we say that being loaded means having cards on you. It means having these in your back pocket being ready, right? Having cards on you. But it is also being prepared and making a decision to be aware. So it's being prepared and making a decision to be aware. And Jesus first loaded with his physical body in the incarnation. 
He first loaded with his physical body. In the prologue of John's gospel, we see Jesus' eternal nature being described. And this is what it says in John 1, 1 through 3. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And all things were made through him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In other words, ain't nothing happened without the master bomber, okay? Ain't nothing going down without Jesus, all right? So Jesus is eternal. This is a truth we need to grasp. He existed with God the Father before creation. It's the mystery of the Trinity. But he is described as the agent of creation. He is described as the author of all things. That gets me pumped up. And the word became flesh, it says in John 1.14, and dwelt among us and we have seen his glory. The glory as the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. Listen, the author of DNA wraps himself in DNA. And at the first Christmas comes down. He comes down. In putting on a body, he drew near to us. Listen, the author created everything. He created everything. He created what? The stars in the sky, the earth, everything in it. He filled it with all the creatures and all the creation. And he just kept creating the earth. And then he created us and all of our being. And he just poured it out. And he blew the breath of life in us, right? He blew his breath into us. And then you know what he did? He said, okay, I made this thing. And it's a mess. But I'm in it. He said, this is my mess. And he got down all in it. And he got down in the earth. And what did he do? He got dirty and gross. And he came and dwelt among us. The living God, the creator of all things, of all molecules and time and space and everything, said, I won't let him go. I'm going to get in the mess. And he got dirty and he got nasty. Chuck's got me, right, Chuck? Chuck's got me. He got in the mess and he got dirty and he came down and he dwelt among us. He sat down in it and he enters the world he made and he gets the pain and the struggle and the abandonment and the bullying and the hate and the fear and the anger and the angst and he gets it and he sat in it for you and for me and he got the temptation. The Bible says no temptation has been given to man except what has been given to him. He lived it, y'all. He came down and sat in it. And the author of Hebrews makes it really, really clear that Jesus was deeply aware of the realities of human life. He knew what the dirt was. It says in Hebrews 4, 14 through 16, it says, Since then we have a great high priest 
who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. The dirt didn't stick on Jesus. Okay? Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we might receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Listen, prior to Jesus' public ministry, he was led by the Spirit to be tempted to cut God out, to sell God out, and to call God out. Things we face every day of our lives. Jesus felt all of our struggles and all of our temptation. He felt all of it. Jesus got close and he gets us. He came down and got dirty with it. Now we can grow in grace bombing in much the same way by getting close. This is my thing, y'all. You see, empathizing with people is powerful. That whole me too thing is so powerful. You messed up? Me too. You're struggling? Me too. You got problems? Me too. Your sin? Me too, right? You need to ask yourself... What might that person be feeling in those moments? So when you're out and you're in the community and you see a mom struggling or you see a dad struggling in the store, ask, what are they feeling right now? It's a powerful question to ask as we consider how to love our neighbors. Consider what to ask. Listen, listen to this amazing story from one of these people who got grace bombs. It says, when I came into work, I had a letter in my mailbox. Inside it was a generous gift card, an incredibly encouraging note along with a grace bomb. The note was incredibly genuine and more than that made my day. The evening previous, I had been talking to my wife about how discouraging my work can be at times. So the timing was perfect. Somebody in that office was listening. Somebody was empathizing. Somebody picked it up. And somebody, just like Jesus, got close physically and emotionally. And so can you. So can you. And this is how Jesus did it. He listened. Jesus listened. He listened. In grace bombing, listening has to do with prayer. And the prompting of the Holy Spirit. You have to be able to listen. God, give me ears to hear and eyes to see what's in front of me. And here we see the lesson from Jesus, how prayer can strengthen us to carry out grace bombing others. This is how we do it. We're going to set the context here. I want to let you know what's happening. And this may be one of the most important prayers of Jesus pertaining to the ultimate grace bomb of the cross. The ultimate one. It's found in the Garden of Gethsemane. It's powerful. It's one of those things that when I watch it in any kind of artistic representation of that moment, I cannot help but cry. 
And we have Jesus on the night that he's going to be betrayed and his death is imminent. And he prays in light of his natural human weakness and aversion to pain and death. He says, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat became like great drops of blood falling to the ground. You see, here we, we see Jesus seeking God's will. And here we see Jesus strengthened in reverent prayer. This is the model. This is the master. He's amazing. And this immediately became a spiritual lesson for the disciples and for us. Watch and pray that you may not enter temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. This is what I want you to take away. We need to pray to do the right things we know we should do. Air day. Air day. Okay? Because anybody know that because crap happens like air day. It's my church. I can say crap. It's God's church, but you all know what I'm saying. Okay? I might have gotten in trouble for that before. It's fine. I'm not mad about it. Listening in prayer fills the gap with God's help and strength. Grace bombers need this kind of help in prayer. Like we got to have it. We take the gap between knowing and doing and we fill it with prayer. Meaningful, heartfelt, hungry prayer. Like you're the one who's suffering. Like you're the one in the mess. You start praying for other people like it's you. Like it's you who's suffering. When you know somebody at work has just lost somebody in their life, you go to Jesus like you lost somebody in your life. Jesus, please help and listen to me. There are times in my life when I have had to go to camp where my thinking camper is and I have laid in the floor of my camper with no words left to say and just said, Jesus, help Jesus, help me. Jesus, help. Jesus, help them. Sometimes when you don't know what to say and you don't know what to do, you better call on the one who does because it's only him. It's only him who can fill the gaps. It's only him who can fill the gaps. Guys, I don't know how to do all of these things that God's calling us as a church to do. But when I don't know what to do, I call on the one who knows what to do. And I say, Jesus, help. Jesus, help. And this is what Jesus did next. Jesus, let her go. Jesus, let her go. And here we are reminded of the action steps that Jesus took in dropping the ultimate grace bomb giving his life as a sacrificial gift to forgive our sin. It started in the Garden of Gethsemane. Nevertheless, not my will. Nevertheless, 
not my will. And then in Caiaphas' courtyard, with accusations being tossed, nevertheless. In the temple council, it's slapped in the face by those who should have been kissing his feet. Nevertheless, nevertheless, in front of Pilate, who didn't even see truth when it was standing in front of him and said, what is truth? And Jesus was like, yo, bro, I'm right here. But he said nothing because nevertheless. In Herod's court, standing there, tried and accused, beaten, in Pilate's headquarters, nevertheless, scourged and whipped, in agony and pain, he said, nevertheless. And then at Calvary, carrying his cross to the point where he had to have somebody else carry it for him because he couldn't anymore. His last steps on earth before the cross, nevertheless. This progression reminds us that all of the steps Jesus was taking was intentional steps of love. Each one thoughtful. Each one careful with surrender. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Not my will, but your will be done. And then he laid it down on the cross. And every step that he took should have been mine. And every beating should have been mine. Because I sinned and I chose and I lied and I stole and I did all the things that I knew was wrong. And they should have been my steps, but they weren't. And they should have been your steps. But he took every step. 740 years before Jesus was born, the prophet Isaiah saw that day coming. Listen to what he wrote. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. And all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him laid on him the iniquity of us all. His steps should have been ours. This love is the driving force of our love. Our ultimate motivation for grace bombing is that he took all the steps. Nevertheless, he walked, he rode, and he laid it down on the cross for us. And that's why we have empathy and listen, let me tell you where I'd be without the cross. Without the cross, I'd be uncertain of who God is because the cross reveals the Trinity. Without the cross, I'd be confused about what God is like because in the cross, we see the perfect love and perfect holiness on display, right? Working, I'd be working so hard to try and tip the scale in my favor, right? Like we said last week, I'd be trying to be good I'm a good girl now. I can be good enough, right? 
I'd still be trying that. I'd still be trying to earn or merit God's favor. I'd still be trying to keep up with the Joneses. I'd still be trying to find my identity among my peers. I would still be letting other people define who I am. Without the cross, I would be holding grudges and holding back forgiveness. Because it's hard to forgive what you don't have. Without the cross, I wouldn't have forgiveness. And I wouldn't be able to in turn forgive others. Without the cross, I'd be carrying all my own burdens and all my sin and all my shame and all the guilt of all the things. But because of the cross, I don't have to. Because he took the steps and he was the ultimate grace bomber, the master bomber. I live and walk in the grace that he's given us. So listen, this isn't just a cute thing that a church is doing. This is a tool to help you literally get in the dirt with people. Listen to their lives. Man, people are living after trauma, okay? Can we just identify that the past three years have been traumatic for everybody, okay? Not just for you, but for the poor and the downtrodden, for the needy, for the addict, for the hungry, for the rich, and for the poor, because everybody had to live their own truth <laughs> and they had to live under the pressure of the weight of being stuck with themselves. Let me tell you, when I was stuck with myself, I looked down and I looked like this. I was like, oh, Jesus, that's some dirt. I had dirt. But people are coming out of that. And if you're careful and if you listen to the Holy Spirit, and guys, it's not a roar. It's not a, it's not a thunder. It's a whisper. So you got to quiet yourself and your spirit and say, Jesus, speak to me. Holy Spirit, speak to me. Let me hear your voice. Let me empathize with my neighbor. Let me see what they see. And can I tell you, he will do it every single time. When I first came to Jesus, I was working at a dealership. I was very young and very young in Christ. And there was a customer that came in and she was a piece of work, okay? She was nasty. She always tried to garner favor with the owner and tried to get discounts and free stuff. And she was mean and surly and I had to deal with her. And I did not like it. As a matter of fact, I would say that I, I hated her. In my, I just like, oh, I hate dealing with this woman, right? And I will never forget leaving work one day and being so fed up and so angry at this person because she was nasty to me. And very clearly the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he showed me a picture of her face and he says, this is what you don't see. And instead of the angry face that confronted me at the window of the service station at the dealership, it was a woman who was so broken and lonely and scared and she was weeping and crying. God, give me eyes to see what you see. Give me ears to hear what you hear so that I can 
intercede on behalf of somebody else. Intercede means I'm just going to step in and go, I see you, I hear you, and I love you, and I'm going to grace bomb you. I'm going to figure out what your favorite flavor of coffee is, and you're going to get it on your doorstep. I'm going to figure out what donut is your donut. And when I hear on Facebook, because I'm listening and reading, and when the Holy Spirit prompts me on Facebook, because, yeah, he can use everything, including stupid social media, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to show up today. Boop, donut. Just so you know, Jesus sees you and he loves you. Do you know how powerful those moments can be? So this is your challenge. In the next five minutes, I want you to settle your heart. We're going to pray for anybody who needs to know Jesus, who's come in here and has now heard the good news. This is good news. He is the best news ever because he is our forgiveness and our light and our salvation and all of those amazing truths. I'm also going to ask you if you're here and you need to recommit your life to the Lord. Maybe you slipping. If you slipping, then you tripping, okay? Isn't that what Snoop said? Was it Snoop? I'm looking at her, Alfie. He ain't even going to acknowledge that. Was that you? Maybe. Okay. DMX? Thank you, bro. I appreciate you. You can come anytime you want just because you know DMX. That's going to be on the podcast. That's the amazing thing about this. <laughs> People know how gangster their pastor really is. Um, listen, God is faithful. So when you are out doing your thing, I want you to listen. But the first thing you have to do is get instruction. And the first instruction you have to get right now in your spirit is to know him. To really know him in the power of the resurrection and the fellowship of the suffering. So would you close your eyes right now? I'm going to ask you to, to say yes to Jesus. You're going to say, uh, that's me. If I'm talking to you and the sound of my voice is touching your, your spirit and you're like, oh, okay, this is weird. It's probably your time to say yes to Jesus. It's really easy. All you have to do right where you are is say yes. Ain't nobody going to embarrass you. It's not about that. It's about you and Jesus right now. Jesus, we just ask that you would do what only you can do. We say yes. I say yes. I say yes, I believe that you died on the cross for my sin and you rose again so that I could have life forever. That I could be with you. To know you. To laugh with you and hang out with you. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to hear today of your love poured out on the cross. If this is you and you say that's me and you're saying yes to Jesus, I would love for you to take out your phone and you're going to snap a QR code on the screen. It's real easy. Ain't nobody going to embarrass you. We're not about that. But I will text you this week and just tell you I'm so proud of you and, and to ask you if there's anything I can do to help you. It's real easy. If you're listening to the podcast, it's real easy for you. I know you don't have a QR code in front of you, but you can text, that's me, to 94000, and I will get it. And I'll be praying with you. If you're here today and you're like, oh, man, I'm, I've been slipping and tripping, DMX style, I'm going to pray for you right now. And there's also an opportunity for you to take out your phone and scan a QR code and, and say, I'm back. 
So right now in your heart, I just want you to tell Jesus, I'm back. I'm back, God. I'm back. I don't want to go my own way anymore. I figured out that that is not what's happening. It is not fun. And I want you, and I want a relationship with you, so I'm back. If that's you, man, please, please text. Please, please text, I'm back to 94000 or scan that QR code. Because we, we are not about uh, embarrassing people, but we're about helping you in every step and every way to know Jesus and to have a relationship that is so life-giving and so freeing. It's amazing. So much better than the way that you have been walking. Trust me. So listen, as you, as you leave, you have an opportunity to pick up packets of Grace Bomb cards. And you have the opportunity to reload your packet. I encourage you to please do that. And I'm going to pray over us in a closing benediction, which is just a fancy word for prayer of exit. Love church language, right? So listen, let's pray together. Jesus, there's nobody like you. You got in the dirt with us and you did everything for us. You were the master bomber of grace. You dropped the bomb on me. Now you're singing in your head. I know you are. Jesus, we're so grateful that you did that. We're so grateful for the cross. Thank you for the cross and for your love. Would you help? Would you take every word, every red letter word in that book, and would you apply it to us? And would you, by your Holy Spirit, help us to, to load, to listen, and then to let her go, knowing that you will do the impossible, knowing that you will be the space between knowing and doing, that you will fill every, every cranny and every failure that we have. God, we will give you all the praise and all the glory for we ask this in Jesus' name and by the power of his Holy Spirit alive in us. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. We hope you found today's message both helpful and inspiring. Hope Church meets every Sunday at 10 a.m. in Seaford, Delaware. If you would like more information, you can find it at www.hopedelmarva.com. That's hope, D-E-L-M-A-R-V-A.com. Thanks for listening.